0: Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're headed back to Guthrie for another spooktacular. That's right, it's Oklatober. It continues right here. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. In my opinion, Guthrie It's got to be the most haunted town, like per capita, haunted town. Per square feet. They have more ghosts per per square square feet. feet. Yeah. Than anywhere else in Oklahoma. Maybe I'm wrong. Jeff Provine, prove me wrong here. Well, I am going to say Guthrie was originally the capital of Oklahoma. Yeah. And I think it has transitioned from the capital of Oklahoma to the ghost capital of Oklahoma. I, I think it's safe to say one of the or some of the best ghost tours in the state. I mean, I think if you're going to do a ghost tour in Guthrie, pardon my French, but you've got to have your a certain zenoise and have your shit together because that's some tall cotton. You got to be able to present the the spooky ookie stuff. If you're going to do a Gut- Gut- Guthrie Ghost Walk tour. Oh, the only thing I think it's missing is Grub. I think it was the Gu- yeah. Guthrie Ghost Walk and Grub. Yep. I think it would be perfect. It would be perfect. Some ghost tacos. Some of those ghost pepper tacos. Mm-hmm. Oh, well done. Ooh. Yeah. I like yeah. what you did there. I can't really think of uh, some some ghostly guacamole, uh, perhaps. <laughs> We're not talking to Joe Fraser. No we're talking to Stacy Fraser over cha- at Guthrie Ghostwalk. The champion of the Ghost Walks coming up. Stacy Fraser, greatest spot of all time. I think she's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Marciana. Get it. Stacey Fraser. Well, Guthrie has played host to politicians, actors, outlaws, ladies in the night, and those are just some of the spirits that may still frequent the local haunts in downtown Guthrie. Joining us today. To shed some light on some of the darkest corridors and alleys, our specter specialist, the ghost hostess with the mostest, Stacey Frazier. Stacey, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, that's a lot to live up to.
0: Uh, well, it is, and you saw I, <laughs> there were two takes there, and I'm full disclosure, yeah, I had to do that it, twice.
1: Full disclosure. There you go.
0: Hi. So thank you for joining us. So uh, I really appreciate yeah. you getting back to us. You're going to be the third show that we're doing from Guthrie. It's almost like we're we're batting for the home team. I, there we, we go, right
1: there. That's it. Where it all started, <laughs> where
0: it all started. Might as well, right? I think we're going to change the name of the show to the Only in Guthrie show.
1: Only, only in Guthrie.
0: Yes. Well, is, in speaking of Guthrie, you know, Guthrie obviously was the first capital of Oklahoma. A lot of people don't know that. Some people do, but there's a rich, rich history, uh, and it's something that we're more and more about here lately. But give us kind of a little bit of a history lesson about Guthrie.
1: Guthrie, Guthrie is phenomenal. First of all, find me another town anywhere on the planet where somebody thought it'd be a good idea to say, "On your mark, let set, go, let's start a town." Just the whole process of the land run was just incredible. Um, as you know, the, if if you're born and raised in Oklahoma, you probably had it beaten into your skull. April twenty second, eighteen eighty nine, at noon, the cannon sounded, and between fifty and eighty thousand people. Took off and converged on basically what is now Guthrie. By sundown, Guthrie was a town of over 10,000 people. Now to put that in perspective, Guthrie's population now is about 11,800. <laughs> so wow. yeah, it, yeah, imagine everybody that lives in Guthrie now just showing up at the same time. It, it's just an incredible way to to start anything, let alone a town. You had people coming in on horseback fastest horses trying to get the lands they wanted. Their families would come in usually later in the day on the train and have the rest of the possessions and the tents and everything. One of the things that I still have trouble wrapping my brain around is the fact that there were really no trees here back then. And in fact, if you think about it, there was nothing back here. Imagine a town of 10,000 people and now you've got to feed them because there were no farms, there were no orchards, there there were no shops. Everything had to be shipped in, from the lumber they built the buildings with, to the food that they ate, until they could establish those farms and those orchards and those ways of becoming self-sustaining. We, we are uh, so
0: spoiled, <laughs> kids. Oh
1: my lord! got yeah. a,
0: a, try to get a juice box back during the land run. Uh, Good
1: God! <laughs> or yeah, a no lunchable, kidding. right? <laughs> there, were, there were people selling. There were kids were making money uh, selling. Cups of water straight out of the Cottonwood Creek for a nickel. People were paying other people to stand in line to file their claims. Uh, you could, you could make a, you could make a living that first week just, you know, standing in line for people. But one of the, the most amazing things that came out of that, and this is one of the things that a lot of the paranormal professionals believe has what is kind of what is at the foundation of why we have so many stories in this town, why we have such an incredible level of paranormal activity, it goes back to the way that it was founded. When I'm doing the tour, one of the things, that, that the ways that I found to explain it to people is, you know, a few years back, we had Mumford & Son here, Gentleman on the Road Tour.
0: I was going to we mention 50, that, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have 50,000 people in this town. I still don't know where we put them all. But uh, I always ask people, what's the biggest concert you've ever been to? And, you know, there's always some poor, tragic kid that says something just, you know, like Britney Spears or something. Mm -hmm. It's very sad. It it just breaks my heart. But, you know, think about those major arena concerts, you know, U2, The Stones, you know, something like that. If you are experiencing an event like that, you'll be – It's it's obvious that the level of energy in that location – is magnified. It it truly is more than the sum of its parts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when when de, when the when the gentlemen of the road were here, that's what Guthrie was. There was a certain level of energy in this town that went above and beyond what it should have been, given the number of people that were here.
0: And if you were one of the lucky you, ones, uh, you know, kind of not to linger too much on that. But I knew some yeah. people that were lucky enough to get tickets, and I knew some people that were not, because not only is right. it. That is that, that's something you you don't get, you know, and, and nothing against Guthrie, but that's t- something you don't get in a place like Guthrie. And they're international right. superstars, and you've got right. fifty thousand people that converge on a town with yeah. You're you're talking that's forty thousand more people than you've got right now.
1: Exactly. So exactly. yeah, absolutely. And if you put if you put that in terms of just that that sensation of energy, and and you know if you talk to you know like I say the paranormal professionals. That's what they go back to. They go back to that level of energy. And, and it's just, a lot of it has to do with just the basic electrical energy that is within every single one of us. I mean, it's what keeps your heart beating. It's the spark that fires the synapses in your brain. Right. You know, electrical energy is a measurable phenomenon. And because the way Guthrie was founded with everything happened at once, you gotta tell, I mean, there had to have been that same sensation here of all of that. So you have the perfect combination of events for buildings and and locations. You have the people, you have the places, you have the activities that they say that that residual energy is, is left with. And that's one of the reasons. And I think the main reason that they say that Guthrie, I mean, we we tell people all the time, it's just in sheer numbers. We have more ghost stories per block than any other community we've come across in the state of Oklahoma. I have no doubt. It's just, it's just, it's, it's amazing.
0: So, Stacy, what what kind of experiences have you had in Guthrie on the paranormal side?
1: On the paranormal side, you know, I'm one of those people that, well, first of all, let me just, I am the world's biggest skeptic, and I'm also the world's biggest baby when it comes to being scared. Hey, so, me too. Uh, you know, so it's one of those things where that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. But what it's done for me, I think, is it gives me a little bit of perspective going into some of these these occurrences, because... I have had some experiences in Guthrie, but I didn't know it at the time. And, and the, the way to clarify that would be there, one of the very first stories we ever did, I, uh, one of the first ones we ever went to was down at the, the Santa Fe depot. And it was an encounter I had with, with someone. Well, no, I, it was someone who basically intervened on my behalf. And there was, it, it was an occurrence where, in fact, it was in 2007, celebration of statehood. And uh, one of the ladies at the chamber and I were supposed to be meeting and greeting a couple of buses. The oh, they had a since-old costume. It was just so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um somehow or another, one of the local guys that still lives here, an older gentleman still lives here in town, so you don't get a name. He decided that he was going to be our escort for the evening, whether we wanted him to or not. He also apparently had found some adult beverages somewhere. Oh boy. Because the dude, the dude was snockered. We couldn't get rid of him. So we went down to the depot to try to lose him because that was the year that they got the Heartland Flyer, the train oh, to yeah. come back up and you could ride it up and back. Anyway, we get down there and this idiot follows us. We did what any upstanding, you know, reasonable woman does. You go hide in the bathroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And this idiot is out in the hallway waiting for us. Well, it turned out later that, um, when somebody finally came and rescued us, that they were saying that a woman came out of the bathroom after we went in and spoke to him and basically left the building with him. And the thing is, anybody who's ever been in those bathrooms can vouch for this. The, the, the restrooms at the, at the depot in Guthrie are so small. There was barely room for us in these stupid dresses they had us in. And there was nobody in that lady's room when we went in. Nobody came in, nobody left. But the the owner swore that we went in a couple of beats later, this other woman comes out, went over and spoke with the gentleman and walked him out of the building. Oh that's creepy. I didn't Yeah. Listen, I didn't I didn't have a clue that there was even a story down there. This was years before the the walk started. It wasn't until maybe seven years ago that I, I got the whole story. And it, there was a woman who, she was one of the Harvey girls that had worked down there. And this is like 1918. They found out that she was engaged and it, her, her fiance was overseas, World War One. She got yelled at and called to the carpet for it. She disappeared a year later That missing fiancé shows up and he's trying to find her. He spent over a year in Guthrie trying to locate her because she fell off the face of the earth. It wasn't until after he died in 1929 that people started seeing this woman walking along the tracks. All hours of the night. Very identifiable in a pale blue dress and all of this other stuff. Nope. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> nope. nope. Well, once again, I still didn't know this until I'm talking to this fan. I mean, I had heard certain bits of the story, but, you know, so basically almost 10 years after I had, I didn't know I had an encounter. I'm talking with this family at, at Boomerang Diner because they were try- had a map. They were trying to find something, mm-hmm. and it turned out that... This man was the great nephew of the fiance, oh, wow, who that's... had who when they when they finally came to get him and take him home because he was just down here drinking at this point. You know, he spent the next ten and the last ten years of his life just reading to anyone who would listen the letters that he and Evelyn had exchanged over. You know, while he was deployed, it wasn't until the wife said, "Oh, tell Stacy about that one letter that we." I mean, these people sit down at Christmas. And still read these letters. They've kept that oral tradition going, not to mention that historical aspect of it. She goes, tell her the one about the, you know, when she first got there. Apparently when Evelyn first got here, she had gone and she wrote a letter back to Howard and said, I bought the most lovely bolt of fabric. It's sky blue. And it was at that moment. I mean, it was like two sides of the same coin. You could see it, um, it. it went all over me. It, was, it wasn't It was until then that I realized, holy cow, I had something there, and I didn't even know it.
0: So, Stacey, let me ask you this. I mean, again, Guthrie is just, you know, we talk about the energy conductivity of Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Paranormal, it's got to be just like a paranormal. You swing a bat, you can't do that without hitting something that's not there. Are there any more, more famous or as famous ghosts or, I mean, Goodness gracious! Where do you begin? How did, How long is this tour? Six hours? I mean, there's a lot going <laughs> well, on. Well,
1: no, but I'll tell you what: it's six years, and every year I have had new stories. I I have collected in the last, um, yes, end of six years, oh, between forty-five and fifty stories. And these aren't just story stories. These are stories that I have researched and come up with any name that was going to. That's what event. I was going to.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask if if you yeah. have just the the lady in white, or does the lady in white have a social security number?
1: <laughs> well, and see, that's the thing. For me to put this story on a, on one of my walks, I've got to find those verifiable facts. I mean, obviously, you can't... We are incapable yet of proving and disproving a lot of this. You know, my mom, even after all this time, she's still convinced that I'm just standing on the street going, once upon a time... Right. Um, no, that's that's not the way it works. If I can't find the facts that make the story not only possible, but plausible, mm-hmm. then then I'm just wasting my time. That's why I always talk about finding the history behind the mystery, because to me, nine times out of ten, the facts are way better than the fiction.
0: Oh, absolutely. So how long does yeah. a typical tour last?
1: Um, on average, about 90 minutes, and sometimes it depends on the group. I've got groups that want to go a little faster, and we do, and I've got groups that... You know, I, I have to throw them out after two and a half hours. (laughs) Tell us another one. But, and we do. We've got, we've got some great stories here. I mean, the Bluebell Saloon Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite buildings in this town. A lot of people don't realize that the Bluebell Saloon has been the Bluebell Saloon since day one. Two guys came down on the land run. They were business partners. They each had their horse and a couple of cases of beer. They get down here. They stake out the claim at Second and Harrison. And they just set up an open air bar. They emptied out their crates, lifted upside down, stole a board, and you know, booyah, it's the Bluebell Saloon.
2: They invented it. Came in later. (laughs) Yeah, with the tent.
1: It, every, and because the building is on the historical register now, Mm It will always be the Bluebell Saloon. Right. Doesn't matter what's in there. Fector's Mexican restaurant at the Bluebell Saloon. Mm-hmm. But that building alone, that is the single most investigated building for paranormal activity in the entire state of Oklahoma. There have been a couple of universities that have funded studies in there. You've got stories going back. I mean, Carrie Nation ran her temperance movement out of Guthrie mm. for a few years there're stories that involve her in there and there's still hatchet marks on the bar the uh, upstairs you had the, the brothel with miss with miss Lizzie, and there're stories involving girls and i'm talking 12 13 years old so, who were not only pressed into prostitution but basically beaten to death by their patrons for wow.
0: the afternoon and that's something so, you don't hear yeah. about you know i'm not saying they glorify uh, prostitution in the in right. the old west but you don't there's an obviously there's an uglier side to it that oh wow, yeah. that's just oh that's just heartbreaking
1: and, and the the crazy thing is is Lizzie was considered a very early philanthropist in this town. I mean, the woman knew how to make money. Oh, I'm sorry. you're uh, you know, should go to a couple. You're getting ready to lose your farm. I'd want to help. She would financially should hand them a lot of cash, mm-hmm. but then she'd take one of their kids and press them into service for a couple of years. I mean, I grew up on, you know, Gunsmoke with Miss Kitty and, Absolutely. you know, all of yeah. that. You know, Cowboys and Indians was fun. Yeah, not so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me uh, – You said the tour is 90 minutes, and that's probably minus all the questions you get, but kind of walk us through where do we start, where does it end, and all all points in between, if you can.
1: We generally meet in front of the Apothecary Garden, which is a great location because it gives people a place to mill around and hang out. It's at the corner of 2nd and Oklahoma. Depending on the time of year, I mean, this is something that has become a year-round thing. In the summer, we push the start time back. To maybe sometimes 8, sometimes 8.30, depending on what, how hot it is and, and uh, what the light is doing. Otherwise, I mean, we've just gone back to our regular hours, which we start at 7.15. You get a little bit of an intro there, maybe 15 minutes, a lot of what I just talked about. That's what we talk about. We talk about the history of Guthrie and how it was started and why we think we have the activity here that we do. Then I pretty much check everybody's footwear and make sure that everybody can, if, do we need to do a hill, do we not need to do a hill? <laughs> and we take off and we'll stop at the locations and I'll tell you some of the history of the building and then I'll tell you the ghost story that's associated with it. And then it gets interesting because then we start bringing up the facts and, and the connections and how the two tie together. And that's when, that's when some of the questions come out. And, and I'll tell you what, I've had groups of kids. I, I had a group the other night that had six kids that were between seven and 10. They were some of the most amazing questions I've ever had. But so we'll do that. We'll, we'll just kind of walk around and, 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 you know, like I say, depending on which route I'm doing, we'll visit those locations. Sometimes we veer off into something else if somebody has questions. I love it when people bring their equipment. Uh, I've got people that will bring their paranormal tracking equipment with them. I've got people that, I mean, you're always welcome to take photographs. It's, that's when it gets fun is when you've yeah. got people standing side by side taking a picture of the building. And they come up with different photos.
0: Oh, that's creepy. Um,
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. This time of year, we're getting ready into the busy season. To go into the busy season, um, through September, we're walking every Friday and Saturday, like at 7.15. Starting in October... This is when it really starts to, everybody just, you're in the mood for it. Everything's building Halloween. You're totally in the mood for it. By the second, third week of October, I'm walking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll do a 7.15. I'll do a 10 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. And then I'll even throw in some midnights on Saturday nights just because, well, just because it gets, one thing, there's nothing like a midnight tour. Usually the groups are maybe 10, 12 people. Town is absolutely silent. And I'm really tired, so I, Lord knows what story is going to come out. I may put them all together and get confused, but those are some of the most interesting ones.
0: So you just keep your Fit oh. Fitbit just charged on the charger constantly. Oh,
1: Lord, it just it, you know <laughs> it explodes. It just totally. I, I actually quit wearing it because it was stressing. Like no wonder I'm tired. Well, I
0: was kind of um, kidding, but apparently I was I was close. Yeah,
1: closed. no, I. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm, I'm tracking those miles because there's got to count towards something. There's got to be some kind of a prize somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be somewhere at the end of this. the rainbow. Some of the stories are are historical in that they happened one time in the past. It was a one-time thing. Some of the stories are current, as in they happen today. And some of them, quite a few of them, are still happening now. People are still having these encounters That's what's so amazing about this is that it's not just everything is in the past. I mean, there are encounters that people have here all the time. And, you know, what is it? What is it they always say? There's no such thing as a coincidence. That is so absolutely true. It may take two or three years before it plays out, but I will come across things that I started out with a story, you know, five years ago and bits and pieces come around and, All of a sudden, I'm going, wow. Great example of that is, you know, the earliest ghost story I found in Guthrie was actually in a newspaper in 1891. Oh, wow. I know. I've got to be – okay, talk about coming clean. When I first read that, my absolute first thought was, have people even been here long enough to die? (laughs) Right. Then then your sanity takes over and goes, you're an idiot. But I also – I mean – When I started doing this, uh, there weren't a lot of ghost walks in the state. There was Tulsa had one they would do, you know, random events. Jeff Provine down at the University of Oklahoma has always done like monthly tours. But as far as just a dedicated route and and city and stuff, there wasn't a lot. So I thought I had kind of a unique thing going. Imagine my surprise Mm -hmm. when I flip the page in this 1890, 1891 newspaper, and I see an advertisement for a ghost walk. In guthrie
0: are you serious i
1: am absolutely serious i was just like well this sucks uh <laughs> but no here here's what yeah i thought well crap i'm not as you know here's what i found out it, first of all they were hosted by a woman named Madame aubrey now somebody suggested you should put madam in front of your names i'm like no no that's a whole different no we're not doing that i very quickly realized that what aubrey was calling a ghost walk Today we would call a séance, uh, and so I, yeah, I felt a whole lot better. Yeah, her her thing was she she said she was able to commune with the departed and make them walk amongst the living once again. Hence the term ghost walk. Now she was she was here in Guthrie for uh, almost three years, and she started out just doing one on ones in in the uh, the boarding house she stayed in the Atkinson Hotel. But in her heyday here. She was being hosted by, you know, the the talk of the town. She would have very prominent citizens, have 30 or 40 people in their homes. They would have these big elaborate ghost walks, as they called it. And she was charging a buck a head
2: oh, wow. in
1: 1891. Now, I charge $10 for adults. Y'all are getting a deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> but here, here's here's... Here, so I knew that. Here's the thing that took several years to play out. The Atkinson Hotel, I finally figured out where it was in town. It was in 2nd Street, almost just across from the police station. And I happened to find a city directory that said Atkinson Hotel, and it said proprietor. First initial was S. Last name was Frazier. Oh. Now, yeah, well, so yeah, I, yeah, thank you. And I went, oh, uh, Frazier. I mean, F-R-A-Z-E-I-E-R. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Well, so there was that moment of, that's kind of weird, because obviously, like you said, my last name is Frazier. Yeah. Well, I finally found this guy's name, and his name was Stanley Leonard Frazier. And most people would just go, oh, oh, no. I saw that and went, oh, because many eons ago when I graduated from college with my first degree, they had my diploma wrong. Yeah, My mom took a look at it before I even saw it. She goes, well, isn't this nice? The son I always wanted but never had finally graduated from college after nine years. My first college diploma said Stanley L. Frazier. Sorry. Maybe I've been doing this longer than I thought. uh,
0: Yeah, sorry, but I would be a little, um, I'd still be a little little weirded out, but maybe feeling like it's kind of my destiny at this point.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, my first thought was, oh, God. But then there was that, well, I guess this is what I need to be doing. Yeah, it was just, it's. Yeah, never stop never stop looking even on a story you've already found because you never know what you're going to find. Never.
0: So Stacy, do you do private tours? Uh, say if you have yes. a group or something like that? How does I that sure work? Do.
1: I do. I I do private tours. I also do historical tours. I mean, some people want the ghost stories, some people don't. Basically, it's just uh, connecting with me and and figuring out how many people you've got and when you want to go. And and I'm I'm really very flexible as far as when we can do those. Um, I do have someone who walks for me when I'm busy with something else. I've got a, a really good Friend of mine, Stephanie Fortney, who is actually, she does a lot of performing here at the Pollard Theater. So she's not, she's not afraid to get up and talk in front of a big group of people. In fact, we're already planning every, every Halloween, we have what we call the Steph special. And it's basically me allowing her to be herself. Because as I told her, when you are walking the ghost walk, you are representing us and you got to keep your language clean. Right. (laughs) You got to stick to the stories, right? Because Stephanie is a lunatic. And so for the Steph special every year, on she does a late walk on Halloween and I cannot vouch for the validity of anything that comes out of her mouth. It basically turns into a pub crawl. Oh, no. um, <laughs> and yeah. And there was two years ago, I met up with the group after they, and they were all very happy. And I said, how was it? And this one guy goes, this is it's amazing. It's like, he goes, the way she told this story, I felt like I was experiencing, I don't know, Lord of the Rings and Guthrie.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: I thought, I have no... Oh, and I asked Stephanie. I said, what on earth did you tell him? She goes, I told him Lord of the Rings if it happened to Guthrie. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, we do private, especially this time of year, we do a lot of private walks around the holidays.
2: Now, does uh, she... That's the other thing. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. We
1: we do we do dedicated Christmas walks
2: Ooh. starting
1: um, at end of September. I mean... I've had people go Christmas ghost stories. That's stupid. I'm like, hello, Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. Yeah. yeah, I've got a dedicated route of Christmas stories that we do, and we'll do, you know, family reunions, all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's a great way to get people out into the community and to hear the stories and to learn a little bit of history.
0: You know, Stacy, in in kind of that's really the goal in why number one why I reached out to you is because we love this kind of thing. We used to in our former life we did nothing but paranormal, but what I like about it is. There's uh-huh. such a rich history in Guthrie. You've got so many things going on up there, telling telling these stories and really kind of and and, and doing it in a, in a way that's respectful and kid friendly and all the things that that bring communities together because it's such a tight knit community up there. So let me ask you this: It was pretty easy for me to find you, but if somebody's looking to get maybe get those private tours or get a hold of you or find you in any number of ways, what is the best way? For, for them to get a hold of you.
1: Well, like I should say there's, I mean, with the, with the days of social media, yeah. there are so many ways. Obviously, you can always call us, 405-293-8404. You can go to our website, www.guthrieghostwalk.com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Ghost, Guthrie Ghostwalk Facebook page. We do a lot of messaging back and forth that way. If you, if you're looking for reviews, I mean, if you, if you want to go to the Travel OK, Oklahoma Tourism site, you can find us on there and, and get other people's opinion of, of what they think the walk is and, and how they they approached it and everything. I just, I've, I've tried to make it very accessible, uh, very approachable, and also very available to groups of all ages. I mean, obviously, I sometimes will have young kids on the walk, and I have to change the tone a little bit. Right. You know, it's it's amazing how many different words you can find for bordello or or brothel <laughs> or, you know, in, and I got to tell you, oh my God, invariably I'm using those words and there's always somebody, and it's somebody's dad every time that will sit in the back and he'll go, you mean horn house? Yeah. Yes, yes I do.
0: That's, That's me. I mean.
1: Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that too.
0: I'm that dad. So that I, dad.
1: I try to be very, <laughs> yeah, you're that dad, I try to be very aware of the audience. And what they're receptive to, and the age groups i mean i i I did a walk last week where I had a little kid uh, and I say little, his younger brother, who was seven, was having a rocking good time. This kid was thirteen, and for some reason he was really uncomfortable, so just you know i and I don't know if it's a personal experience he had or what, but just it's just being aware mm-hmm. of who you're telling stories right. to, and trying to make each group as customized to them. And to what level of story, like you had mentioned, you know, blood and gore and stuff like that. It really depends upon the audience as to to how far I will go into some of these stories.
0: Well, Stacey, we really appreciate what you're doing down there. We're definitely going to have to have you come back on the show a little closer to Christmas and tell us a little bit more about the Christmas tours. But thank you very much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, It's a great opportunity for for people from all over uh, to converge on Guthrie. Well, Stacy, again, we really appreciate everything you're doing up there and uh, hope to hear from you soon. You bet. Thanks. All right, peeps. So when you're out and about in the month of October or any month, any month really, all of the months, all of the months that end in, oh wait, they all have different letters. Uh, But you get, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? All the months with the alphabets that are representative of those months. Sure, <laughs> but when you're on about in Oklahoma doing the touristy thing, be sure and let them know. Tell them, tell them only an OK show sent you. Well, this has been the only an OK show. I'm Harley and I'm Brett, and we're out of here. Peace. To say, Fraser, over the ghost walk. Yeah, you know well, what I like is when the ghosts don't walk. <laughs> you know, if the ghost had a wheelchair or something, that'd be great because you know my tendinitis starts acting up. It's sciatica, Phil. You've got sciatica. It's not tendinitis. Well, it hurts in my tendons. I think that's tendinitis. Oh, Phil. Okay, let's roll. When I was in high school. Our school colors were clear and clear. <laughs> you know what that is? Yeah, what's his name? Steve Wright. Yeah. So what, what show are we doing? Uh, Guthrie Talk. Stacy Frazier. It's in, you guessed it, Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> today we're doing some more, you know, we like to do those, spunk, those spooky shows in October. And uh, today is no different than the, the last week we did when, when no we... dude oh, no. <laughs> your canadian sucks i got an idea it's not canadian it sounded canadian it's dude that canadian. was bad it's not canadian midwest midwestern no it doesn't mean it's a voice you do something i have an idea well do I it don't do voices do it but here's the thing i do voices here's the thing what um i don't know how hard this is gonna be to do but hillbilly npr oh boy Cause you gotta you gotta almost whisper, but you also have to do it with a twang. Show me. Uh, welcome to the Emily and Okay Show. I'm Harley. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brett. Huh. Today we're talking about. Hang on a minute, ghosts. Wait, we are. I thought we. I'm looking at the paper here. It says we're we're talking about spect spectacles. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> spectacles and testicles. <laughs> oh, it says specters. Spectators. You know what a spectator is, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a potato wearing glasses. Whenever spectator. I think of the past, spectator. it always brings up a bunch of memories. Yeah, it's okay. I get it. Stephen Wright. Come on. Hillbilly NPR. Do it. I installed hey, a skylight in my apartment. What's it, goes And a dead person have in common? They're both dead. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> uh... I have a real question, though. Are ghosts just dead people's shadows? Um, Yes. It's a good theory. (laughs) i correct the case, boss. (laughs) This concludes the internet. (laughs) What's the name? Welcome to Ghost Adventures. We figured this whole thing out, man. So here's the thing. Turns out ghosts are just shadows of dead people. Shadows don't have anywhere to go when a person dies. So they just walk around doing what Straft they were doing Earth, before. Man. Yeah, man, it makes perfect sense. Does a dead person's... If it's a dead person's shadow, is it still skinny in the sunlight? You know how the shadow stretches? Can we go, please? What are we done? So, Guthrie-Gothwalk. So, the Goth gothwalk The Guthrie-Gothwalk. Suffering fuck Um, you ready? Three, two, one. And welcome to the show, Spooktacular. okla continues. We're on the road again, this time headed back to the Gustry. The Guthrie goes to <laughs> I was making fun of myself the second time. The Gustry Gothrock. It's Gothrock on this episode. <sighs> if you're not sad... Then we're not doing our jobs. I'm brut. <laughs> Interesting question in the, the listener feedback today. Are ghosts the shadows of dead people? Interesting query, guys. We're going to get into it. <laughs> okay, let's go, man. One of these days we've got to tell the story about going to the... I'll never forget the fortune teller thing. I don't know why I'm thinking that. The fortune teller thing? The fortune, fortune teller. Th- we got turned away. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The palm reader over there on... We went on our lunch break. Meridian? Yeah, we went on our damn lunch break And we got oh, turned yeah. away. <laughs> I forgot about that. There's a meme. It's so funny. It says... Uh, you've probably seen it. Psychic... Psychic fair canceled due to foreseen circumstances. That's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest shit I've seen all oh, week anyway. awesome. I'll just do the go-through thing again. Ready? Three, two, one. Dude, your nose is trying not to laugh, man. Ready? Three, two, one. Don't look at me. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Three, two, one. Two, I said one two three now I'm doing three two one dude. I'm gonna freaking unlock the universe. Three, two, one.